at some point I started to get so mad at David. Like so mad because I was like, you, in the inside, this is in my head, of course. Like you have no idea about what I'm really going through. Like you have no idea how scared I am. You have no idea about these things. But what I was actually if mad about, it was about myself. Because I was not allowing myself to show that vulnerable side of, of me. Because in my head, it was like, if I don't have it together and people get to know that I don't have it together, then who has it together? If it's not me, if I'm not carrying the burden of my family, if I'm not carrying the burden of my life, if I'm not the strongest person in the room, then who is? At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. solo podcast. It's just you and I today talking about some interesting stuff as always. Don't we always talk magic? This is my favorite thing to do and I started to realize that this is literally me. Like if you were to know me, if you were to be my friend and you were to spend time with me all the time, you know that I just love talking magic. I love discussing the universe. I love discussing possibilities and all this um, out of the ordinary topics are my favorites. So today, just to give you a little bit of a background where I'm at at the moment. So as you guys know, perhaps if you've been following, we are open enrollment for Own Your Authenticity Mastermind, which is a three-month program that is literally a healing journey to empowering yourself, to reclaiming this personal power that we all have and sometimes forget to utilize, and to awaken our spiritual gifts and to really start to build a life with confidence, with clarity, with the knowing of our capabilities and build a life in a business that is literally based on our dreams, which is pretty much what I did. But the beautiful thing about this is that every time I'm through this launch, personally, I go through the program. And of course, I take the program every time I teach it because I truly believe that what I teach, I'm the vessel of this beautiful teachings, but I am most importantly a human that is evolving with you guys. So the programs that I teach, I don't teach them because I feel like you need them or that the world needs them. I teach them because I truly believe we all, like you, I, and the world need these programs. And every time I'm teaching these programs, I usually, first of all, go through it a little bit before through the launch where I'm starting to awaken and to kind of move through all these teachings. And then I take the program with you. So as I'm teaching the program, as I'm guiding the program, I am taking myself through this tools and techniques and healings and practices. And every time I come out a better woman, a more stronger, a stronger woman, a better magician, a more spiritual person, a more connected person. So what I wanted to share with you in this solo episode is my story of the things that I have, to, I have had 
to go through in order to become the person that I am today. So I'm going to be super raw, super vulnerable because OIA, it's the most kind of human together with spirit program that I teach because a lot of my other programs are a lot into energetics, into dimensions, into all these things. But OIA, it's really the combination of uniting our human and our spirit together to be the best that we can. So in this, every time I'm through OIA, I'm very human, but very connectedly grounded. So I wanted to share with you some of the stuff as a human that I have had to go through and to heal in order to have built the life that I've built and have created what I've created so far and have been able to build a business that has amazing uh, employees that support me and has people that continue to grow and continue to expand out of my teachings and most importantly how I became the embodiment of my work. So as I was saying I first um, started to realize like a little bit a while ago that um, and this was a lot before my near-death experience, as most of you know, but I started to realize that I was kind of like the only one that always wanted a lot more from, from me. Like I've always been this person seeking evolution, seeking growth in any area. Like I've always seen everybody around me and I've always asked myself, how can I do better? How can we grow out of this? How can we heal? And I think that I've always done my best, whether it was five, six years ago, whether it is yesterday or today, I've always done my best. And I continue to do so, but what I believe that makes me different from other people, what separates me from a lot of people is that I don't stop where I feel comfortable. I don't get to a very comfortable place in my life and then I just stay there where I feel safe and comfortable, but instead I continue to evolve. I continue to move. I continue to transcend my own limitations because the way I see it is this, and especially now a lot more than ever, of course, but the way I see it is this is my life and I get to do what I want out of this one life. And I just want to not waste it but instead I want to live it profoundly. And this is something that I even, you know, did for so long without really realizing what it is that I was doing, which was always questioning the norm and questioning my abilities and not questioning my abilities per se, but pushing beyond the boundaries of what I thought I could do and not. This is something that we basically talked about our last podcast. So kind of all together. But the difference about this specific one is that I wanted to just go a little bit raw into, okay, how does that really look like? How does that really look like in my life? And I wanted to share with you the things that the, the programming and the shadows and the traumas and the very difficult things that I have had to face and heal and evolve and transcend in order to be who I am. And and the beautiful thing about this is that I have so much more, so much more to explore, so much more to be, so my so much more. Like it gets to get better, but I've done it for so many years that right now it's amazing, right? So 
one of the things before I even get into this, and I hope that this is resonating with all of you and that some of my story is going to really shake you a little bit and, and help you awaken some parts of you that are perhaps a little dorm. But I was talking to one of my um, students the other day. I was doing a Reiki training over the weekend. So I don't teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master's for some of you that don't know, but I don't teach that many Reiki trainings, um, but I have this beautiful, almost like family group of um, students who I've taken through all the levels and we were doing the master level just last weekend and we were talking and which by the way, just super tangent, but what I realized about Reiki is a lot of people ask me, why don't I teach it more? And the thing is, Reiki for me became a lifestyle, like Reiki is something that I am. But I didn't stop there, of course. <laughs> I continued to evolve into it and I kind of fused it with my own gifts and my own techniques and the things that I've learned and the things that I download when I'm working with my clients. So what I'm planning, and this is something for the future, is that I'm putting together a training and a certification that it's not based on the Reiki tradition, but is a lot of the tools that I rake within that I learn within the Reiki tradition, but I'm going to add on my own tools and my own um, skills and techniques to teach you how to become this magician. Because this is the way I see it when we start to work with energy, when we start to work in the energetic realm, in the matrix, we become magicians. We really work in the plane that nobody can see, but it's there. So I'm putting together this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful container in which we all get to come in and literally become the magicians and learn about energetics. But anyway, what I wanted to say, that just gets me so excited because I think it's going to be magical. But what I really wanted to say was that one of my students was talking to me and, you know, he listens to my podcast and he's been following for a long time when I was um, teaching yoga and when I moved to Sweden. And he was saying that my voice changes so much depending on which episode um recording or depending if I'm guiding on meditation or if I'm teaching or depending of what kind of teachings I'm giving you guys. And I kind of talked a little bit about this on a previous episode that was for um, the, the part that was only for the Magic Activator members, but I talked about my voice changing a lot. And it's not something that I do. It's not something that I try to make happen. It's that my energetics change so much and adjust so much to what's happening that my voice changes a lot. And I don't per se, recognize it because, I mean, I don't, I'm not listening. I, I guess I am listening to myself, but I don't, I don't recognize it. But when I go back to listen to other episodes and when I go back to listen to when I'm guiding meditations or when I'm teaching, sometimes I don't even recognize. I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to say you guys that if you felt at some point that my voice changes all the time and then even sometimes you come to a mystic podcast vortex episode and you're like who is this <laughs> it's because the energetics so my voice gets to change a lot sometimes it's very compassionate sometimes it's really rapid and exciting sometimes it's really deep sometimes I don't know I mean I really I really don't know it's just the way it is and I'm just learning to embrace it and not try to switch it and change it and fit 
and fit into a, mod- a module or fit into a mold that I don't need to fit into. This is who I am. So here it is. One of those things that I needed to accept about myself and is that I changed quite a lot. So going back to the point of this episode, which is me sharing with you some of the most vulnerable and things that I have through my life have to 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 transcend and to move past. And I think that this is really literally a lot of the stuff that a lot of us get to move through. And and that instead of looking at it as like a curse or looking at it as like, you know, a horrible situation, we can look at it as this is an opportunity for me to rise above it. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, my family dynamics. So I believe that we all have different family dynamics and our parents and our culture in general shapes so much of who we are. And it is within our life experience to move and transcend past the, the identification that we have to those things. So the thing is like, we create our own world in our own head, correct? So it's not like, like you are those things, like you're not your parents, you're not your cultural, you're not your, you know, um, collective programming. But of course, when you grow up in something like that, and you, this is what you know, then it becomes you. So a lot of this, a lot of times, these things are very subconscious, and you don't know them until you do. So for example, a lot of the things that I, that I've moved through is the family dynamics of, you know, what I've had to do within my life is I've had to be a very masculine energetics to support um, a lot of uh, like my mom and my sister and not so much like literally supporting them, but energetically supporting them so that they could um, continue to flow in many, many ways. Um, So what happened was that eventually I... I became this person that is in a very masculine way, always carrying around everybody around me. So what happens is that it is extremely hard for me to relax in the presence of others and to allow myself to be the the receptive or the recipient of the things around me. And the beautiful thing about this, by the way, is that one, the way we do one thing is the way we do many, 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 many things. So understanding one pattern or one programming or one trauma, it's not only just uncovering that, it's uncovering the way in which we literally behave around all the areas in our life the same way. So what happened is that I was kind of Superman and superhero and the person that, you know, it's always the strongest in the room and energetically. So if, you know, heart things went through our family, like when my mom and my dad divorced, when my dad went back uh, and was not living in the States anymore, when my mom had any problems with money or had any problems with anything at all, then I was a rock. I was a person that was really strong. I was a person that was, you know, kind of everything is going to be fine. We're going to be okay. Let me hold you. Let me be. So one of the biggest things for me has been to 
naturally be this person that holds a space for for everybody. And of course, you know, look at who I am today. But the beauty, the thing about that is specifically is that the pattern of always being the one that holds a space and the one that is the strongest energy of the room became so that it's really hard for me, and still nowadays at working with it, to receive support from others. So then what happens, and this gets really, really interesting, what happens is that I don't allow others, or I used to not allow others, to hold a space for me when I needed to cry, when I needed to release, when I needed to be human, when I when I didn't have it all together. So one of the crazy things for me is I remember when I, you know, was with David, and if you guys know, David is my partner. We've been together for almost eight years now. And when David and I decided that I was going to move to Sweden, I remember my whole family thinking like, wow, this is like crazy. And my mom was really sad and everything, but they never questioned whether I was strong enough to do it. They never questioned whether I had it all together. They never questioned it. So they never, in a way, asked me like, are you sure? Um, are you okay? How is How are you taking this move? Are you... Any, any, like anything like that, because the way it looks like from an outside perspective, because for my whole life, since I was a kid, I've been really strong, is that normally people would assume that if I made a decision, then I have it all together. And if I made a decision, there's no fear. Because one very interesting thing about my energetics, and it can be different from your energetics, is that funny enough, I am from kind of not the closest people to me, but the, the how would you say, the public per se, see me as, a, as somebody that is very approachable, as somebody that is very easy to talk to, as somebody that can hold a space for you, or somebody that you can be super vulnerable with and, and really feel this care and support. Funny enough, for the people that are closest to me, it's the opposite. Um, the opposite in a way of they see me as a person that has it all together. They see me as a person that is extremely strong, ruthless about what they want. And therefore, they're trying to be around me this very strong person because they want my admiration. They want my approval. They want um, my love. So for them, it becomes so that they see me as somebody like, you know, those parents that are so strict <laughs> that you just want to seem perfect for them because you think that that's the way they're going to love you. That's pretty much what happens to the person closest to me, which is the opposite of what happens to the public. Because when I'm working with people, you guys know that I want to see everything and you come broken and we build you back up and all these things. So not that you're broken at all, but I'm, I'm saying a lot of the people that come working with me come from a state in which they can't really see their their structure. They can't really see clarity in, around their path. They can't really see clearly who, how powerful they are. And they come and talk to me about that. And then we build them up again. We, we work together and we kind of, from the foundation, we build you back up into this remembrance of the magic and beauty that all of you are. So anyway, my point being is that when I was moving to Sweden, nobody, nobody really questioned me whether I was 
you know, if I was okay or if I knew what I was doing or anything like that. And I remember that inside I was holding all of this because the truth is, you guys, I don't have it all together. I hope you know that by now. I, again, do my very, very, very best every day. I show up. I'm very determined. I know what I want. I go for it. But most of the time, I'm moving one foot after the other. And I'm showing up every day to my to do my best, whether that day I need to cry, whether that day I need to, you know, create, whether that day I need to support, like whatever it is. So I remember David and I going to Bali. And this is when I was doing my advanced training on yoga and working with healers and shamans over at Bali. And David came to came to see me and spend some time in Bali together before I moved to Sweden. So this was like literally a month before I moved to Sweden. And I remember there was this time and I was all in my head. I used to, I, I tend to kind of gather all these thoughts and hold them in my body. And I used to carry a lot of weight in me that made me really rigid. So nowadays I'm I feel so free within my body because I've moved so many energies that allow me to be more free in my body. Because before I used to hide a lot of things and, and a lot of feelings and I used to try to look all the time like I had it all together and that created tension, literally tension in my body. That's why yoga for me was so healing because it moved a lot of stuff. Anyway, so I was holding all this fear. I mean, I was about to move to another country. I really had no idea about the language, about the country. I've visited a couple of times, but I really didn't know. I, I had no job. So even though my soul, like at a soul level, you guys, at a soul level, I knew that I was doing what I was supposed to do. I knew that this is something that I wanted. I knew that there was nothing to fear. I knew that I was, you know, walking my path. But on a human level... Of course I was terrified and of course there was so many things in which I was, I just needed to be held and like kind of told everything is going to be okay. Like you're going to be fine. So I was holding so much stuff that at some point I started to get so mad at David, like so mad because I was like you, in the inside, this is in my head, of course, like you have no idea about what I'm really going through. Like you have no idea how scared I am. You have no idea about these things. But what I was actually if mad about, it was about myself because I was not allowing myself to show that vulnerable side of, of me because in my head, it was like, if I don't have it together and people get to know that I don't have it together, then who has it together? If it's not me, if I'm not carrying the burden of my family, if I'm not carrying the burden of my life, if I'm not the strongest person in the room, then who is? And I'm sure that as you're listening to this, and you're probably resonating to this a lot, the fact that sometimes we think that if it's not us, then who? So then we're in this masculine all the time. And then there is, you know, anger that gets built and guilt that gets built and judgment towards ourselves and others. So it was a point in which I really had this, like, we were at dinner. And in this dinner, we have uh, this beautiful pool. You know, Bali has the most beautiful setups. So it was in the evening, and there were, like, twinkle lights everywhere. And there was this pool that was, like, light up with all these beautiful colors. And it was amazing food. And it was David and David's uh, best friend, who was also there in Bali with us, and me. 
and I'm in my head. I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm about to explode. Like I'm a bomb. <laughs> and this bomb is about to just explode at some point, at any moment now. And I was at the time awakening to all my spiritual gifts. So I started to also notice that not only I was carrying a lot for me, but I was carrying a lot for, for the collective, for everybody that I used, that I ever crossed eyes or, or even physical touch, like anything. And I see this woman gets up from a table across from us and it starts to walk towards me and her tears are just floating all over her face. And as she passed me by, I heard her thoughts and I knew exactly what was happening. What was happening is that she, she was in a very abusive relationship and she felt like she was at the point that I was about to explode because she couldn't hold it in anymore. And she was really scared for her life. And she was really scared um, about what was happening. And she was really sad and mad at herself for being in that situation. So that just put me in even more like nerve-wracking points because I was like, first of all, how do I know all of this? This is insane. This woman just literally passed me by. Like, how can I get into this woman's head like this? And then the second is that I thought, okay, I, what can I do here for her and for me? Like, how can I do this for her, for me, for the world? Like, what do we really need inside so that we can actually explode? And I was like, we need to do this scary thing. We need to do this scary thing. So... And I was like, and we need to do that not only for us, but we need to do it for, for everybody. For everybody to liberate our inner world. And so we finished dinner and I was still in my head. I'm kind of like figuring out all of this crazy stuff. And then we go back to the hotel and I sit in the ta- I sit in the bed in the hotel and I just literally start crying my eyes out crying, 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 like unstoppably. And I remember this is the first time that David ever saw me in a, in such a vulnerable state where I was crying like a little kid. I mean, there was no way to stop it. There was no way to do anything about it. And he was so scared for me to do that in front of him because I was thinking, this guy is going to think I'm crazy. This guy is going to be like, okay, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> He's going to run for the hills and this Sweden thing is probably not even going to happen because if I'm not the strongest in the room, then nobody is the strongest in the room. Therefore, this is not going to work. But the point that I was missing, and this is something that I want you to take from this podcast episode, is like, you don't have to be the strongest energy of the room because everybody else gets to be the strongest energy of the room if you let them. So what I was doing is I was also not only not believing in my capabilities to be vulnerable and be okay, but I was also not believing in other people. I was not believing that other people could be strong. So I was like kind of cylinder thunder in a way. And just so you guys understand that as you work through these things, It's that one thing unfolds so much. So now I can, and what I do, hold a space for my students in the belief that I know that they can be strong. I know that they can be the strongest energy in the room. I know that they're capable of doing things. 
But I needed to learn that within myself and to understand how I was blocking that in order to hold the space for others. So I just cried. And I remember David just like sitting there, <laughs> chilling, <laughs> and just letting me 100% cry and go all the way. And this was such a healing part for me because what I understood there is if I'm not the strongest energy of the room, then I allow somebody else to be. So yes, I, I'm absolutely a very strong person and I can hold a lot of energy, but that doesn't mean that that's my only role because my other role is also to be held so that the others can hold me. And this rippled effect in so many things like being able to hold a space for my students to do both, for them to lead and for them to be held. And all these things are shadow work, shadow work that we get to do, which is something that we do inside of OIA, is understanding what are the things that are boiling inside that do not let us be more, expand more. So ever since that, ever since that conversation where David just held me and I said, I just need to cry. I literally said those words. I don't have it together. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared and I just need to cry. And so it was. I cried until I couldn't cry anymore. And then I was like, thank you. And then he was like, you're welcome. <laughs> and that was it. And then after that, I felt like it's okay to be both. It's okay to know on your, like at your soul level that you are going through your path and that you know what to do and that you have a mission. And at the same time, it's okay to be human and to be scared and terrified and be held. So now I can do that for people. So those are one of the things that as I move through in my own life and I break through and I transcend this ridiculous idea that I need to hold it together all the time and that nobody can see me crying. And one thing is that I'm really open, especially the way I started my following on Instagram is that I started to be really open about what I was going through. Like I started to be really open about, for example, my relationship with my mom, which is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest opportunities for healing for me. My relationship with my mom and our dynamics and who she is and who I am because we are extremely different. So, but I started to be really open about that. But one thing is to share as if, one thing is to share saying, this is what I'm going through. But another thing is to have somebody close to you, see you in a point in which you can't even hold yourself. And instead of that making you weak, that makes you strongest. Because now not everybody's able to do that. And that's why we keep on this shield <laughs> that we think I can do it all together. I can have it all together. I can do it on my own. I'm strong enough. I got this. And yes, you do. But there's so much more than that. There's so much, so much, so much more than that. I remember after completing my Reiki 3 level um, I was going through this massive healing again. 
using some of the tools that I teach inside OYA, I was carrying myself through these healings and I was reminding myself because I really wanted to quit everything. I felt like this was this bowl of healing, this massive wave that I was just like, what's going on? But every time I have these moments in my life where I feel like everything is breaking down, I feel like I'm breaking down, I feel like I can't handle it, I feel like it's overwhelming. It's every time that I step into a new level of who I am. And I'm starting to notice the pattern now, which is something that, again, I walk you through OYA. Like we have this huge moment in which like what we think we know does not make sense anymore. And we go through that stage and then we come back up and, and we rebuild a new reality. But I remember that while I was going through that, I started to have panic attacks. And it was a really heavy moment for me because the laser I was shedding was the understanding that I am very different from my family and that I see the world very differently and that as sad as it was at the moment, I couldn't, like my language and the way I see energetics and the way I see healing didn't translate to my family and I needed to kind of understand how to talk to them at their level and not having to or forcing them to be to where they were not and you know feeling frustrated about that so then instead kind of coming down and or not coming down or not coming down to anything but to meeting them at their level and what I realized, the other thing is, is that I needed to kind of put on my big girl pants because I am a person that always seeks this safety and comfort, even though from what I just told you through this podcast, you're like, what? Um, but in, in, a, in a very, in, in a funny way, always looking for this, you know, comfort and safety because uh, throughout my life, there was points in my life in which the rug was pulled out of me and the ground got really shaky. So I needed to be the strongest in the room. So anyway, what happened in that moment when I was going through this healing is that um, I had a really big fight with my mom at the time and I felt like I didn't have any security. I felt like I couldn't be the strongest in the room anymore. I felt like I just didn't have the, how would you say, the ability to put on this mask and be the strongest. Like I just literally broke down and couldn't fight this anymore. So I realized that I just, I couldn't be the strongest anymore so that I needed to just kind of break down in front of my mom and break down in front of my family. And for them to finally see that even though it looks like I have it all together, I don't all the time and that I need to be held. And there are things that I'm really scared about and there are things that I'm terrified about. So in this kind of uncomfortability of showing the sides of myself to my family and to my sister and to my mother and to my dad, showing them that, you know, I was not this perfect person that they always thought it was this, you know, all together. And because of that, that was such a hard thing for me to let myself break down and to let myself be and be held and be seen, I started to have panic attacks. And because it was too much holding inside of me. So I would just, you know, literally my body would break down. And then it was inevitable for me to cry, inevitable for me to not be in control of the situation. And 
when I was going through his panic attacks, I think it was the first time where my mom really understood that, you know, that I'm, that I'm human <laughs> and that, um, I don't have it all together and that, you know, her words and her things sometimes hurt me more than she thought. And that I, that I really take things in more than she thought. Cause you know, if you think about somebody that you believe that is really strong and kind of like made of steel, then you can just, you know, say things and do things and not think that it affects them, but it does. Everything we say and everything we do affects other people. So like our actions have consequences, either one way or the other. So either our good action has really good consequences and healing ourselves has really good consequences and others. The same thing is when we don't, we don't heal, when we continue to be trapped within our own patterns, we also hurt people. And this is actually what was happening is that we were all trapped in our patterns and we were hurting each other. So... I remember going through this panic attacks and, and, and I knew that they needed to happen because both of us needed to understand that the rules needed to change, that I needed to break down, that she needed to see that in me and hold that space for me and be the strongest in the room and things like that. And I remember a few things that happened there. And one thing is that she didn't understand when I, when I said, Hey, I, I can't hold it all together. Like I I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm too sensitive. I feel too much. I, and it's okay. And at the time, my mom told me, no, you, you cannot be this sensitive. You cannot be this um, vulnerable. You cannot be this fragile. You've got to step up. you got to be strong. you got to keep it together. And this is where we defer. Like doing that for her is the equivalent of somebody that is really strong. And doing that for me is the equivalent of somebody that it's afraid of being strong. Because when we don't allow ourselves to be fragile, it's because we think we can be broken and we cannot. We cannot be broken. We can have a moment and we can be held and we can be seen and we can be human, but we cannot be broken. So, but that's our fear, right? Our fear is like, you know, what if, what if I'm broken or what if, you know, nobody can help me or nobody can hold me or things like that. Or so anyway, I remember this was the first time that I had to understand that my mom has come, was coming from a different place where I was coming from. And for me being so vulnerable in front of her and telling her that I'm really sensitive and telling her that I'm really fragile and all these things was a sign of strength, was me liberating myself from this burden. And for her, it was a little bit a lot to take in, kind of like, I don't know how to handle this. Let's keep this together. <laughs> but it gave her also the uncomfortable opportunity to, to be the strong mother and to be like, oh, okay, so we can do this. And I remember in one of those panic attacks, in 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 the middle of when you have a panic attack, you're really, you, you lose control. You're really, you panic. I mean, you, it's an anxiety attack, a panic attack. You panic because you think like you're going to lose your breath and you think you're going to just die. <laughs> so I remember in one of the, in the middle of my, of my attacks and I was thinking, what, what do I need to hear? What do I need to hear right now? What is the perfect words? that would calm me down right now. Because if I'm able to give that to myself, then I'm going to be able to hold this space for others when other people 
are having a panic attack or are anxious or are terrified or are scared. Because usually what happens when our view of helping others is fixing them, and this is something that I had to also reprogram, the fact that I'm not here to fix anybody, the fact that nobody needs fixing, but we just need to remember and we need to free ourselves from these patterns and these illusions of what we think we are and what we think we're not. So in the middle of a panic attack, I heard two words that are the words that ever since have kept me so strong and have kept me going, which was all I needed to hear when I thought I was going to lose my breath, when I thought I was going to die, when I thought I was like panicking, was you're safe. You're safe. You're not broken. You're going to be okay. You're safe. You're not broken. You're going to be okay. Those were the words that came to me. And to be honest, in that moment, my breath started to slow down. My body started to calm down. And for some reason, I was kind of aware of my anxiety and my panic attack, but I was not it. It was a moment. It was a moment that have been built by a lot of emotions and a lot of things that were happening, but at the very core of me, I was safe, I was not broken, and I was going to be okay. And here I am. I think this was about two and a half years ago. So my point being when telling you all of this is this walk of our life, we get to walk our life in grace. And we get to do it in a way that breaking down, in a way that crying, in a way that transcending, in a way that healing becomes a blessing, becomes a gift. Because what's on the other side of that portal, what's on the other side of that door, it's liberation. And I recognize that I I seriously wouldn't be doing any other thing because the most fascinating thing for me is this inner liberation of the patterns that we grew up with believing, of the limitations that we think are ours. So again, ever since I put together all of these things inside my signature program, On Your Authenticity Mastermind, I put all these things in which allow me to walk in grace. Like I always do shadow work. And what is shadow work? Recognizing the things that I believe about myself that nobody else can see. I believe that I'm not able to hold and they're holding me back. Like the fact that I, it's hard for me to be held and to be vulnerable and to be broken. Or the fact that I thought I had nothing to offer. So I always try to prove, to prove to others that I was the best, to prove to others that I was strong, to prove to others that I knew what I was doing when most of the time I didn't. But, but the important piece is that I, I was following my heart, is that I was doing that what at the time makes sense to my soul. So when we think we're not enough, we're in this path of proving others otherwise. And that's a very different path to walk than the path and the walk that we walk when we know that we're good enough. We know that we can't be broken. 
And instead, we are in for a ride of evolution and transcendence. I mean, two different people. Two different people. 100%. So, these tools are my life. These tools are what continues to carry me through life and to keep me truth to my to who I am. So I'm always doing this shadow work. I'm always connecting back to the soul perspective of things are not happening to me. They're happening for me. They're opportunities. And even though at the time when you're having the panic attack, when, when your family doesn't understand, when you feel like you need to break down and you can't, in those moments, it's really hard to see the bigger picture of why the heck is this happening? But what I'm here to tell you is that don't try to see it in that moment, <laughs> but go through it. Do not back away. Do not pull back. Do not hide. Because if you continue to walk and, and that journey was not one that you were fighting, but one that you were giving into, you at some point get to look back and say like, oh, wow, I understand now why that happened. It was probably not comfortable, <laughs> but it was definitely what got me on the other side and what woke me to all these understandings. So the principles that we walk through inside this program are the principles that I believe is what create badass people. Because I consider myself a badass, not because I'm the strongest, not because I never cry, not because I, I have it all together, not because I'm the smartest. I consider myself a badass because, I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I don't stop where I feel comfortable and safe. Or I don't stop where things get a little shaky and then, you know, step back and hide. What I think makes me a badass is that I continue to move. That I don't back away when things get shaky, when I don't know what I'm doing, when, when a wave of massive healing is coming through, I go all in, baby. Because I know the evolution, the transcension, the freedom that's on the other side of that. Because I've lived it, because it's who I am. So my passion is to hold this strong ground for people to learn to live that kind of life. It's lifestyle. It really is one that it's super rewarding in my sense. So whether you go through OIA or you don't, whether you decide to go forward and join us in this journey of On Your Authenticity Mastermind for the fourth time, which is going to be a live, um, a live round. So I'm going to go beyond what I've taught before so far on these concepts. It's five concepts. And on top of those five concepts, we go through seven reprogramming healing meditations on each chakra. So we're not only reprogramming, you know, this five modules and, and five techniques, but we're also what we're reprogramming is your chakra energy line. So we're literally cleaning generational generational programming, trauma, like all this like deep energetics on all of your chakras, which are your energy centers. So you're going to be cleared out. Imagine like taking a huge shower where you just get to be all new and clean and fresh. But anyway, 
this round, we're going to go, I'm going to teach live deeper into the concepts. So there's five concepts, including, you know, talking to your intuition, recognizing your divine team, limiting beliefs, shadow work, soul recognition. I teach you how to do inner healing on yourself, how to work with energy to clean your own chakras, to move through your own healing and, and to transcend your limiting beliefs. And we also move through how to channel and how to understand mediumship and how to talk to the seas. It's just so much fun you guys like ah just my heart starts pumping but what's really remarkable about this round is that I'm I have the pre-recorded lectures but I'm going to do a live lectures on top of that where for the last year I've grown so much into this concepts there's so much that I've learned and that I've become and that I've now understand that I'm going to teach you from that place I'm going to teach you from who I am today and what's what I've learned so much more into those lectures. And then I'm going to take the program with you because I know that every time there's a round of OIA, at the end, I become a better person. I become a better partner. I become a better friend. I become a better teacher, a better mentor. It just all gets to upgrade. Every single part of my life gets to upgrade. And I want to take you in that ride with me. So DM me if you have any questions about OIA. And... I'm just so excited that you're here, by the way, and that you're doing this work and that you're listening. You are a rock star. I really, really appreciate your presence and appreciate you being part of this community. And I send you like an energetic hug and all the blessings your way. And I really appreciate your magic. Until next time, my dear one, thank you so much for being here. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll talk soon. If you want to continue this conversation, I'm going, to, I'm going to go a little bit deeper and share some insights inside our Magic Activator membership. Magic Activator membership, it's my membership that is $22 a month. And literally what happens is that you get more insights, deeper insights inside of all this episode, the solo episodes. And I give you some tools and techniques and journal prompts for you to go a little bit deeper on these concepts. You also get every week a new download of the energetics of the week. And I also tell you how to navigate that week so that you are the most badass and you understand what's happening in the universe and therefore you co-create with the universe. The coolest thing about this is that every month you also get to join us in a live call where I do support, guiding, mentoring, healing. We all are together inside our Facebook group and every month one of the members wins 30 minutes with me and it's the most fantastic 30 minutes and literally it's $22 or if you want to join us for the whole year it's 222 so that you get two months for free anyway if you want to be part of the magic activator membership or if you are part of the magic activator membership go to your portal and continue to listening to this conversation if you want to be part of us there is a link right on the show notes and you can be either on the wait list if we're not open for enrollment right now or you can just go ahead and Join us if we're open for enrollment at this moment, which I don't think we are for the month of December. We will be for the month of January. So put yourself on the wait list. I'll let you know when it's open so you can come and join us. You're amazing. I love you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.